0: When I came to BC, it was the opposite for me. People were saying that that they, you know, going to pick up an eighth. And I thought, what the hell is an eighth? You mean a half quarter? (laughs) That's (laughs) funny. And people in BC are going, what the hell is a half quarter? (laughs) This is By The Ounce. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Jenny. You're listening to By The Ounce. This is episode seven. Today, a feature interview with Gary Johnson, the voice behind the Cannabis Podcast. We chat about some of the highlights from his high life. Plus, I've been road tripping to drop off copies of The Ounce magazine. And we're taste testing Hexo's mango, pineapple, and tropical fruit beverages. Jenny. Hey David. How you doing?
1: It's been a long weekend.
0: Are you about ready to get into some drinks?
1: You bet I am.
0: It is about that time isn't it? I do love cannabis drinks. One of my favorite ways of enjoying cannabis drinks is actually using those drops um, because then you can turn anything into something a little more special.
1: That's true. I also really like that you can monitor your dosage or adjust it, depending on how you feel and what you want that day.
0: Well, we're gonna give drinks by Hexo a try. Uh, These have been sitting in our fridge for way too long. Way too long. Way too long. And today we're going to give them a shot. They are one of the more sugary drinks that we have tried, uh, which is probably why they've been sitting in there for a while. We tend to shy away from sugary stuff. Um, Well, I tend to gravitate more toward it. Jenny, on the other hand, who's way healthier than I am, tends to shy away from it. Uh, So here we are. We're going to give these a shot. I'm guessing that I'm just going to make a guess... That I'm actually going to like these drinks and Jenny is going to turn her nose up at them.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't bet against that. I feel like that's a pretty accurate guess. I, mm, I'm a little, I guess, mm, not really worried or whatever, but it just, I have a suspicion that they're going to feel syrupy more like... Deep space, perhaps, because of the high sugar, because I think they're really trying to go for a more like you know, soda pop type vibe. Do you have all these stupid plastic tops that are the worst? The first one we're gonna try is mango pineapple. Sounds like a
0: Hawaiian party. (laughs) I I heard that this one tastes a little bit like tahiti treat. I think I said that that? right. So it's an old, that's an old school beverage.
1: Well, I'm not that old school apparently.
0: No, I'm more old school than you are. Thanks for rubbing it in. It smells really fruity and it smells really sugary. It's got 60 calories and 15 grams of sugar. This uh, also comes in a 236 milliliter can, so pretty small, and 10 milligrams of THC. Well, you've had a few sips. What do you think? (laughs) The expression tells me everything I need to know.
1: It's not as syrupy as i was anticipating but it feels like they're trying really hard to cover up that cannabis flavor and it's not very successful like the back end it my tongue feels like it's coated with that oily cannabis texture that sometimes comes with with beverages or edibles you weren't wrong i'm not into this
0: It does have that the bitterness to it, definitely. And that's what you'll notice in a lot of drinks, that it's really difficult to get rid of that bitter taste to it. So when you try and go really sweet, it's pretty easy to tell that you're trying to mask the flavor um some other beverages that i've tried tend to go a bit more the bitter root and almost embracing than the natural flavors i guess you could say that come out of the cannabis uh this it does feel almost like it's wrestling with itself you've got that nice sweet taste of the drink but then at the same time it's counteracted by that uh the little bit of a distinct bitter flavor
1: yeah, I think you put that really well. I it kind of surprises me considering we have, you know, water-soluble drops on the market that have so little like taste and, you know, texture like some of these beverages seem to, so I don't know why that is, and I'm hoping that potentially these beverages will get better as that technology continues to improve and be more widespread.
0: I did talk to some people who really embrace that cannabis taste and almost feel like it's heresy that we're trying to cover it up or trying to eliminate it. Um, that's really all they want is just that nice, nice natural cannabis flavors. Um, but, you know, obviously recognize that that's not everyone's bag.
1: Well, I think sometimes it depends on how your you know, indulging in your cannabis habit. If, you know, I'm smoking the very rare joint that I might smoke or, you know, using a, a vape cartridge or something, I'm, I'm more willing and more likely to want to enjoy a more classic cannabis flavor for that experience. But if I, you know, I'm looking for an edible, I probably am not necessarily wanting to to taste like I'm sucking on a nug (laughs) (laughs) who says that
0: do you want to open up the next one
1: I can do that
0: so what's the next flavor that we're going to be trying
1: the next flavor that we're trying is the tropical fruit any guesses what the tropical fruit might be David I, I mean, I'm kind of guessing like a classic red tropical punch, you know, like Kool-Aid-ish.
0: <laughs> but what a super weird naming convention. I mean, you've got specifically mango pineapple. And then, like you mentioned, tropical fruit. <laughs> I mean, pineapple, maybe?
1: But oh, they already have pineapples. That's why I'm wondering what kind of tropical fruit is it? Or is it, like I said, just that fake red <laughs> tropical? I mean, this is all before we've even cracked it open, so we could be very wrong. That is pink.
0: <laughs> it's very pink. It looks just like tropical fruit.
1: <laughs> oh, it smells like red Kool-Aid. <laughs> My dad used to drink Kool-Aid all the time we weren't allowed to drink it very often but when i would make it for him as a good daughter would that's this is exactly what it smelled like
0: it is 100 on point this smells like red kool-aid
1: yep tastes like it too
0: not great
1: it doesn't Feel like it's you know wrestling with the cannabis flavor cut quite as much, but I mean if you like red Kool Aid, you'll like this.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're really into super sugary drinks and you don't mind knocking knocking them back like that, I mean to each their own. And I think in this case, if you've got a sweet tooth and you want something that's off the charts sweet. This is what's going to do it for you.
1: He's staring into that glass. <laughs> Does not want to put any more in his mouth.
0: <laughs> I'm willing myself to take another sip, bracing, girding my loins. <laughs> I'm glad I poured him the bigger glass.
2: <laughs> I'm not. <laughs>
0: I mean overall, when it comes down to it uh I've heard that the effect of this is pretty good. It seems to be kicking in pretty quickly for me.
1: Other hexo drinks that we've had um or and or drinks that are produced by Hexo with some other brands I generally enjoy the the effect I get um, it's It's a nice, happy, light feeling usually i really I've enjoyed doing. Yoga or just laying in the sun, you know, relaxing with the drinks by Hexo. So it's kind of starting to feel that same way.
0: The last sip of that was more than worst, enough. <laughs> the first yeah. one. Oh boy. <clears throat> I gave it an oh no. <laughs> Thanks, reverse Kool Aid man. it's been a busy week I had a great time actually dropping off uh, the ounce magazine at uh, different retail stores in the Okanagan all the different spirit leafs in Penticton, Kelowna, Vernon, West Kelowna had a chance to talk to the different owners Um, also went by Green Gaia and Summerland and Penticton and also stopped in to see our friends at Lake Country Cannabis so it has been quite the tour and a such a good time talking to the different people at those stores they're friendly they're knowledgeable i, I really do feel like i've had the chance to get to know them over time and you uh, really grateful for the support that we've received i've also been visiting other cannabis stores in the valley and trying to get my way you know into as many as possible because i think that it's really important to support those local brick and mortar shops a lot of people have really spent their life savings and you know their blood sweat and tears even though it's a little bit cliche it's true on getting these stores open and trying to make them you know the best places that they can be.
1: It's always so clear, you know, when you go in that anybody who, you know, works there even, or not only just the owners, but everybody has such a a passion for what they do. They care about providing a great experience for anybody who comes in to give them, you know, education, knowledge about products, you know, whatever it is that you need when you walk in and you always feel, I feel like really cared for when you, when you go in, everybody's just so kind and, and it's just it's cool you don't get that just you know anywhere
0: (laughs) it's one of the things about cannabis stores too i think that everyone's trying to go that little extra mile to make sure that people are feeling welcome this is a new industry and in some cases we're still fighting some stigmas so it's quite important to leave a good impression and a first impression Uh, I had a chance to visit uh, Sarah and Spirit Leaf Vernon, and we filmed uh, the first of our feature called What's in Store, a chance to talk to a store owner, a store manager, and they can walk us through some of the cool things that uh, have come out, the new products, the stuff that they really like. So if you are interested in checking that out, you can visit theounce.ca and have a peek. What did you think? You had a chance to view it me yeah there's no one else in the room <laughs> uh, I think
1: it turned out actually really great it was neat to hear um, from Sarah because she's I mean she's a lovely lady and uh, yeah she just actually introduced us to a number of different products that I'm, I'm interested in in seeing and experiencing for
0: myself I had a chance to visit Spirit Leaf 2 in West Kelowna. the owner there Mike Adams is a really helpful guy he has a background in uh, mma fighting and uh, he is it, it just he looks tough I, I felt intimidated being in there but you know he's the friendliest guy that i've talked to in ages and really knowledgeable he had a few different product recommendations for me and had the chance to uh, hook us up with heritage cannabis so look forward to that interview in the future uh visited Matt down at Spirit Leaf in Penticton and he has a quite a stocked cannabis drink cooler that's definitely something that they're going to be focusing on there the cannabis 2.0 and uh yeah big beautiful store nice and clean great location
1: that was the first time you've been to the Penticton location wasn't it
0: that was. Being in Lake Country, Penticton is a little bit of a drive to get out there, but worth it. I also had the chance to visit Spirit Leaf in Kelowna and saw not only the store owner, Tarek. Uh, congratulations to Tarek, by the way, who he and his wife are expecting a baby this month. Ooh, Cong- babies. Congratulations. <laughs> And uh, just a great guy. Again, really knowledgeable and had the chance to talk to the um, general manager there, Gary Johnson, who will be appearing later on in this program as he has his cannabis podcast. Um, a great great podcast out there for those of you that are listening you know there are two podcasts that I can highly recommend the cannabis podcast with Gary Johnson and also the cannabis 101 podcast with Dean Millard both of them are uh, great great guys very smart and very dedicated to helping people learn about cannabis. I zipped down to Green Gaia in Summerland got to see Katerina there, the owner-operator. She has a store in Penticton and in Summerland. And Katarina has been a part of The Ounce for a long time, practically from the beginning. And one of the cool things that Katerina is doing is she actually makes... Homemade candles and uh, sells them with all of the benefits going to keep the cold off Penticton. So if you're in Summerland or Penticton, please stop in at a Green Gaia. Uh, Of course, you can pick up one of the great products that they sell there, but also buy a candle and that money will go to charity. We got the dark cherry candle and uh, it smells great and also can cover up the smell of cannabis if you need to do that. So a little bit of a bonus. And also stopped in at Lake Country Cannabis. So it's just a stone's throw away from the Ounce newsroom here and got to see uh, some of the great people there. Yeah, It's a beautiful store, w- wonderful selection of cannabis products. One of the things that they really hit the nail on the head there is what they bring in. They just have an awesome selection uh, across the board, but particularly their flower is awesome. Also, want to give a big shout out to Dean out in Alberta, who's been dropping off magazines. Uh, Dean is also in the magazine. He's the last hit columnist, so uh, he wrote about athletes and cannabis and how cannabis, particularly CBD, might change the way that athletes recover from injuries. It's a fantastic read. So, if you're out in Alberta, there are a few places where you can pick up the ounce magazine.
1: Katerina was also in the magazine.
0: Katerina was in the magazine. Yep. Um, Great profile on her and her mom. Um, You know, a mother-daughter duo who founded Green Gaia. And uh, she is actually a regular contributor to the website. And one of her recent stories was about Valentine's Day and some of the different cannabis products that might elevate the sexuality of your valentine's day <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me
1: <laughs> it was a great piece though katarina always has um, some insightful things to say about cannabis products and how they can be used
0: I'm excited to talk today with a friend of mine, Gary Johnson. Gary's the voice behind the Cannabis Podcast, which drops at 4.20 every other Sunday. That's podcast, by the way, with a T. It's recorded right here in BC's Okanagan Valley. He's recorded and produced 65 episodes featuring interviews, reviews, and of course, his entertaining personality. Gary knows more about cannabis than most people I know, even most people I know put together. Gary, it's Awesome to have you with us today. Thanks so much for joining me.
2: Well, th- how, that's a beautiful introduction, David. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: It's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here and, of course, to listen to your own podcast, which has just undergone a beautiful redesign.
2: Hasn't it, though? Oh, I am so thankful for my daughter-in-law, Christine Kavla. She has just done a fabulous job, and uh, it's it's all to her credit.
0: I love I love the colors. I love the way it looks, and uh, of course, I love how it sounds. Yeah, that's that's definitely something that matters big time with a with a podcast. And you are a pro, sir. A lot of years in media, and, absolutely. Uh, also, a lot of years in cannabis.
2: A lot of years in cannabis and in media, and, and in my case, cannabis and media are one of the same things. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but I but I, thank you for that, David. I I do pride myself on the the quality of the show. For for me, because I've been working in audio for well probably 50 of my 65 years uh, it matters to me how it sounds and and I, I love it when I hear from listeners and that's one of the things that appeals to them that it's it's an it's an I'm easy to listen to the show's easy to listen to well produced and it's just a pleasure so thank you for that.
0: Hey you have that uh that radio voice.
2: <laughs> one of one of the uh, favorite comments I got from a listener was uh she said and she said no don't take offense to this uh, but you have such a wonderful voice and i use it to fall asleep at night. <laughs> and i went, that's just fine with me. If that works for you go for it.
0: Well do you, i was going to ask you because i'm super curious do you remember the first time that you actually got high?
2: <laughs> um I remember the first time I smoked joint. Whether whether I got high, I don't honestly remember. Um, but the first time I smoked a joint, I was in Vancouver. I had actually gone down there to uh, it was a Creedence Clearwater concert that I had gone down for. My brother was going to UBC at the time. We were staying at his girlfriend's house out in Burnaby, and her, her father was a plastic surgeon. Uh, that's relevant to the latter part of the story because of the the money that was in the house. So Vancouver at that time, where you went to get your weed was 4th Avenue. And in the afternoon, I actually went with uh, the brother of my uh, of my brother's girlfriend down to 4th Avenue. And I can't remember which, which street it was, but we turned this corner and literally, David, four or five guys came running out of the side of the street and every single one of them had weed for sale. <laughs> it, it was absolutely awesome. And I was like 15, I think. So I'd never seen anything like this before. Ended up scoring, uh, I think, just probably a quarter ounce or something like that. Went back to the house. They were going out, but I saw where it was before they left. And so I ran down into the, and I pulled out this bag of weed, which I'd never seen or touched before. I'd never handled a rolling paper before. I had no idea what I was supposed to do with it, but I watched them previously to that. And I rolled what was probably the worst joint in the world. But I got through it. I smoked it. and. I guess it was about halfway through smoking that joint where something in my head went, oh, oh, I like that. And that, my friend, is the feeling that to this day, when I smoke a joint and I'm out doing somewhere and I just sit back and I go, I love being stoned. So that was my first time. I,
0: I can picture that joint that you say that you rolled because I'm <laughs>
2: sure I rolled a ton of those myself, oh, yes, I rolled some really bad, but I got really good at it. I used to be the guy who would at the parties that people would throw the bag at, and you know, John Johnston roll some roll some joints, and I just go to work one for me, one for you, one for me, one for you.
0: Well, cannabis has been a really big part of your history. Can you walk us through some of the high points of your high life? Oh
2: well. Uh, as I've uh, said on the podcast many times, it has been with me since, well, 15, 16 years old and uh, smoked a lot of it. I've been involved with it a lot. It really became a passion for me in 1972. That was, for those who don't know, the year that the LaDain Commission came out with a report that said that marijuana should be legalized in Canada and Nothing happened. Pierre Trudeau was the prime minister at the time. And that was my first big disappointment with cannabis. Um, second, <clears throat> why that was a big disappointment, because it was shortly after that that I first got busted as a as a juvenile, uh, you know, for resin in a pipe. Resin in a pipe. And yes, that's what you heard me say. And I got busted for that. I ended up with a fine at twenty five dollars. That was not a great experience. Although it was pretty funny watching my mother in court when the judge asked her what my birth date was and she went through every single one of my brother's birth dates before she finally got to mine. (laughs) So that was kind of my early experience with the bad side of cannabis. Um, Had a a few of those occurrences over the years. I won't go into the details because some of them are rather long stories. But after I became an adult and moved on and, and went into radio, uh, that was a big part of what I did. Uh, it was not unusual for me before uh, an afternoon show to be out smoking a joint because that's what got me the buzz. That was a sativa. At least I hoped it was a sativa. Back then, we didn't really know. <laughs> we, we, we just got what we got. We smoked it. Um, so that became, and then especially when I was in radio and I moved into production, the creativity the cannabis brought to my world really brought my two passions together. Uh, I, My wife would tell you stories of my years in radio. I'd be smoking a joint some night. I'd get an idea for something. What would I do? I'd drive to the radio station and I would be there at one o'clock in the morning producing something that I had this idea for. All because I got stoned and, and got the motivation for it. So it's been a big part of my life for for years and years, David, in, in all aspects of it. And um, I my one, and it's not a regret, but the one irony with the current job I have is I'm smoking far less cannabis than than I ever have in my life because I'm working nine to five, Monday to Friday.
0: It is definitely one of those things that <clears throat> brings creativity on and different ways of thinking. Totally. Um, you know. It lets you color sometimes a
2: little bit outside of the lines. And and I've always, uh, I've been fighting stigma f- ever since 1972. And and I have never been one anywhere I worked. If anybody ever asked me if I smoked cannabis, my answer was yes. Uh, I was never one to hide it. And... And in, in fact, at some stations, uh, it, it kind of became the the running joke. I remember when I was at Silk, which was a, a local radio station here in Gloda that's not even here anymore, um, and they were getting ready for a Christmas party, and we used to you know put together those vignettes, those audio vignettes for a Christmas party, you know, full of jokes about everybody who's working there and you know, just having fun. <laughs> well, we did this that one year, and the story was that we had said the station manager was like Scrooge. And you know, and, and didn't want to spend any money. Nick Frost was the station manager, so you get a sense of, of why that story has some relevance. <laughs> so through the course of this story, the characters are, are walking around and they're walking downtown. They're walking by city parks and oh, oh look, there's a guy over he's smoking a joint on the on the bench over there. And the other guy says, oh, oh that's just Gary. <laughs> so I have always been upfront uh, about my cannabis use, and 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 I obviously still am today.
0: And it's, it's clear from um, knowing you and talking to you and listening to your podcast that uh, you really enjoy helping people um, understand and navigate totally. cannabis. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things about uh, cannabis that you find most fascinating?
2: Uh, I think the, the fact that the molecules have been there since cannabis existed but as far as our modern day world is concerned, five years ago, we discovered terpenes and and it's like they didn't exist before that. Nobody ever talked about them. And now it's all anybody is talking about or at least any what we should be talking about. That's the big fascination for me right now. The fact that we have these wonderful little molecules and and there's some debate about whether a cannabis Terpene is any different from a uh, terpene that that occurs in a mango, for example. In my mind, it's science. Uh, a molecule is a molecule. And and so I don't think there's much change in that, whether it's derived, derived from fruit or from cannabis. But because that's where we're getting the smell, that's where we're getting the taste and the effect. And what I'm trying to spend a lot of time talking with guests these days with is get an understanding of that do some research find out what terpenes are in the cannabis you're smoking if you like the effect write it down understand what the magic terpene profile for you is and that'll help you find some better cannabis next time you come shopping so that's what for me where the real magic is now
0: it's good to see people too putting the amount of terpenes on on the jars or on the package right the label
2: I've got, I got two packages in front of me, um, and, and this is a, an example of, of, of what I'm seeing, and we're at, at two different levels now. So this is a Montreal Sage and Sour. Uh, really nice, by the way, 26.5% THC. That's what I'm flying on right now, and, and, and it's a pretty good buzz in case you couldn't figure that out. But what they have, the only information they have about terpenes on the label is a dominant. They say dominant terpene is terpinaline. That's it. No other information on the label for terpenes. And this is Gnome Star uh, Red Congolese. And they have the total terpenes, 1.73%, and then the top five terpenes, and literally their percentages within the weed. That's where I'd like to see us get.
0: You mentioned some of the discussions that you've had uh on your podcast, what are some of the more interesting ones yes. that you've had? Some of the more memorable ones.
2: Well, the, the, there's been a few of them. You were you were one of my more memorable ones. You were, I think, on episode two, and you've been on a, on a couple of others uh, as well. And and I think it was our friendship and Toastmasters that uh, you know where we first became acquainted with each other and got to know each other, and then. I think it was a surprise to both of us when when cannabis was legalized, and we were both doing something in the cannabis <laughs> field, <laughs> and thought uh, we were unique in that. So, so that's been one of my highlights: is is uh, not only my discussions with you, but my friendship with you. Um, another highlight for me was the fact that I managed to get connected to Ian Power, who is the first. Canadian to buy a legal gram of cannabis in St. John's, Newfoundland, on uh, at midnight on October seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. I it was it, I was amazed that I was able to find him. Like I knew <laughs> his name was out there, but to get connected with him and and to have him agree to be on the show, and he and I become uh, friends uh, or, over the the course of time. And and he you may not know this, David, that that gram of cannabis he bought, he never smoked it. It's still, it's still being held (laughs) and he's been offered up to $100,000 for that, for that gram. Wow. So so that was a pretty memorable one. Um, You can buy a lot
0: of grams with $100,000. You can buy a lot of grams
2: with that, exactly. Uh, I've loved having my son Ian on on the show. He and I have a real good rapport and I just love talking to him about cannabis and, and his experiences. And there's been so many. Uh, I really love every guest that I have on. And I guess the other thing that I've been fascinated with is, as you know, I ask a a series of questions at the end of every interview from my perspective Mm -hmm. based on cannabis. And the one that I've been most interested in the responses is, what do you call three and a half grams? Seems simple, but it changes across our country. In B.C., eighth, right? That's mm-hmm. what we call it in BC, three and a half grams. It's an eighth. Seems to be that way through the prairies. You hit Ontario, it's a half quarter. And, and and it got to the point where people would come into the store and I'd hear them off to the side. And as soon as they would say that, I'd say, oh, so you're from Ontario, are you? you go, How did you know that? I said, well, apparently you, you didn't take your uh, reducing fractions far enough in Ontario. You had to stop at a quarter. <laughs> and so I it's heard. that way. And then on uh, Quebec... A three and a half, a three and a half, literally in that, in that phrasing. And then what was that? And then there was another one that I just recently, and I I forgot it. That's sometimes the problems, obviously with cannabis here, you you (laughs) missed those relevant (laughs) points. And now in theory, David, in about 30 seconds, it should come whopping around at me and go, oh, I know now what I was going to say, but we'll see.
0: (laughs) Uh, I grew up in Ontario and, yeah, very familiar with the half quarter. And yeah, so, so moved... why is
2: it a half quarter? Can you explain that?
0: <sighs> I have no idea yeah, how that <laughs> originates. You know, I guess it's, it's half of a quarter.
2: Well, um, it, the stupidest one I ever had is a guy coming to the store and said, can I get two half quarters? <laughs> <laughs> I said, it'd be shorter if you just left off the half.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do Do two half quarters cancel each other out? Then you have nothing? <laughs> When I came to BC, it was the opposite for me. People were saying that, that they, you know, going to pick up an eighth. And I thought, what the hell is an eighth? You mean a half quarter? <laughs> That's and funny. And people in BC are going, what the hell is a half quarter?
2: <laughs> well, I, I, and maybe part of it, because we used to do a lot of dealing in ounces. Like I bought a lot of ounces over the years. And so as soon as you get to know the quantity of an ounce – an eighth just makes a logical, natural sense.
0: That's what I use now, too.
2: Yeah. BC's converted me. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad we've had some success.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, and you're working in cannabis retail.
2: I am. Uh, have been for a while. How, how are you finding that? I have been. Uh, I love it. Uh, it's it's an exciting industry to be in, and it is changing so freaking quickly and and there is such a diverse clientele like we literally have them from 19 to 99 and even some of the 99 year olds are still smoking as much dope as they did when they were 17 <laughs> and and some and I guess the other thing I really find interesting in it David is you get that that real cross section of people the ones who Cannabis, like you and I, it's been a part of their life for you know many many years, and 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 they expect it to continue. And then you get those that that this little red THC symbol on any packaging is like the devil, and and it <laughs> means I mean I have literally had couples who have bought CBD oil, got out into the parking lot, opened the package, saw the red THC symbol, came back and said we we can't do that evil THC <laughs> that. That is the biggest stigma that just it really gets me. That really gets me ticked off because THC has had such a bad rap. And that's one of the reasons I love being in retail, because I get an opportunity to change perspective, to to re-educate, to to let them know that sometimes THC can be a very wonderful thing. And don't don't be misled by that. <laughs> crapple from Reaper Madness days and, and it, it isn't like that. So I really enjoy that part of retail. Um, I love working with the team as, as you mentioned on your Instagram post today as you were talking about your magazine, the folks at Spirit Leaf are just fabulous. They're, they're a great team. They're a great franchise. I love working for them. I love working with them. The team that I've got uh, with me in the Spirit Leaf store here in Kelowna is a fabulous team. Uh, we've built a really good dynamic. Everybody works really well together. Everybody is constantly learning. We're always exchanging information and challenging each other to, to up your game and learn a little bit more about cannabis. Uh, so for me, that's that's really enjoyable. It gives me a real satisfaction. And I just love to hear customers come into our store and say, We love coming here because you're so friendly. You give us all the information we want, and we always have a great experience.
0: I also love the team behind Spirit Leaf. Here in the Okanagan, I've had the chance to meet uh, all of the owners at the different stores and a lot of different uh, bud tenders, and I've found everyone to be knowledgeable and uh, friendly uh, and just great to deal with overall.
2: Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. It's a fabulous organization. I'm so pleased that that I waited. Uh, I, I almost didn't end up <clears throat> working at Spirit Leaf. It, it it took so long, I almost went with another store. Um, but I'm really glad I, I hung on.
0: Is there anything that you missed from the good old Prohibition days?
2: Um not not necessarily from the prohibition days, but but from regular days, I'm smoking a joint with someone. <laughs> like, oh, no kidding. You no, know, I mean, I know, I know you didn't mean the the pandemic and stuff, but 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 that's what I really miss. And and we were just talking about that the other day. I have known Tark, the owner of the Spirit Leaf store that I work for. I've known him for almost two years now, and I've been working for him for almost a year, and we have never smoked a joint together (laughs) and we both work in cannabis. He owns a cannabis store. (laughs) Like the irony of that is just, it's astounding to me. Prohibition. Let's see. Do I, do I really miss anything from back in those days? Well, there was a certain panache about searching you know, like like wherever you lived, uh, I know in Williams Lake when I lived there, there was one main drag, and it was basically you went from one end of it to the other, and there was two hotels on either end, and you'd go to the bar in either one, and you'd do it repeatedly throughout the night to <laughs> see if there was anybody new in there who might be able to sell you some weed. <laughs> and and I mean the the act of doing that was kind of fun, but no, I'm happy with I'm really happy that we have a a legal cannabis world and and I am trying to play my part in making that a success. And and while I know the black market still exists and there's going to be people listening to this podcast and others that are are never going to leave the black market. Um, but I really truly believe if we all put our hearts and soul into it and and we give some honest feedback to the licensed producers and what they're producing. And we give some honest feedback to the government, about the changes that need to happen with the legislation, like edible dosages and those types of things. I think we can make this work, and and I want to be a part of that.
0: Back in the day, the guy who knew the guy who had <laughs> was the friend that everybody wanted to be with. That was my currency
2: in <laughs> life through the, those years. The, the best. I was the guy who knew the guy. <laughs> exactly. and 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 my best guy that I ever knew was when I was living in Winnipeg, And, and at that time I was in radio and I did a a remote broadcast at a particular car dealership every Saturday for six months. And when you're there every Saturday, you get to know the guys there and, and no, they obviously got to know me as well. And there was one particular guy and I can't even remember his name, but we got to know each other pretty well. And I, and I started kind of hunting him out if, if he was a source that I could get some cannabis from. Boy, did I ask the right guy. (laughs) turns out he had three houses in Winnipeg that were used to store the cannabis he was bringing into the city to distribute to his de- dealer network and introduced me to one of his dealers. Fabulous, David. I was working in the Free Press building in Winnipeg at the time. I would call uh, Dennis's name was. I'd call him up, say, Dennis, um, 15 and 2. The 15 was how many minutes uh, I was going to be there, and 2 was how many ounces I wanted. And I would literally walk out the front door of the free press 15 minutes later, Dennis would be driving down Carlton Avenue. He'd stop. I'd get in. We'd go around the block, do our business. He'd let me back in. And it was about three minutes after I got into the car was the best dealer or guy I ever had. (laughs) And good times were had by all once the shift was over. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That was, and I had a really cool production studio in that radio station. So I had a lot of fun there.
0: Uh, when people come into uh, to your store and talk to you when you're working and have a little bit of trepidation about weed, and we talked a bit about uh, some of that reefer madness scent that still lingers about, yeah. you know, what do you what do you say to those nervous newbies?
2: Um, I first of all say. Uh, especially if we have already had a chance to build up a bit of a rapport, and and I spent some time, you know, kind of getting to know them and getting a sense of of, of who they are and, and and what they're here for, uh, and and I get that that they are very they had this trepidation about going to, and this fear of, of of cannabis. I'll actually start the conversation by saying I've been smoking cannabis for fifty years, and and and, and that just kind of sets them apart. and said, "Whoa, well you you seem normal." That's my point. (laughs) It isn't this evil drug that's going to leave you as some psychotic mess where you're going to be scrambling to pick up your life. And then I'll follow that up with, for me, cannabis is an enhancement. I don't need cannabis to, to enjoy a movie better. I don't need cannabis to enjoy anything else I'm doing better. I don't need cannabis to start doing that. However, if I'm doing something that I really enjoy and I want to bring an enhancement to that activity, that's what cannabis does for me. And when you look at it from that perspective, you're not, you're not diving down a deep dungeon hole where, you, where you're going to end up you know, mired in this high and, and you have no idea what you're going to be able to do. No, 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 no. And then I teach them about dosing and, and consumption. And one of the things that I will ask them, because a phrase that I often use is consumption determines effect. And and if you're after a certain effect and and you're not going to get that through consuming it that way, then, then I'll be honest with them. And I actually honestly try to get them to, if they're coming into it initially, even if they don't want to smoke, I will try to encourage them to use a herbal vaporizer because In my opinion, that's the easiest and best way for you to be able to control the dosage of your cannabis experience because you can quickly identify how high you are and if that's high enough, stop. If that's not high enough, smoke a little more. That way, I think that they can get a better sense of it, um, but often they don't want to smoke. They they come in and they want to do gummies. And I'll go... I know you want to do gummies, but if you want to control your experience, that's not the way I suggest you go.
0: Uh, that's an interesting way to look at it. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. Even what do you think about things like those uh, water soluble drops?
2: Well, the water soluble drops are closer to it um, because and I've just been reading a whole bunch of this because there's, there's a new technology and, I, and I'd like to talk about that too because it's, it's really cool. Um, but so the water soluble drops get you closer to it, uh, in that because they are water soluble, um, you can drop, drop them into any drink and, and get down that path. Now, my wife is using that for a bit and I used to sell them initially. I would say, um, you no, know, there's uh, no flavor, uh, and no, uh, I can't remember the other phrase I used, but n- flavor was one of the pieces I said, <laughs> my wife used it. She said, <clears throat> it's very bitter <laughs> It is, I, oh. yeah. and so then i tried it myself and i changed my language and said there is a touch of bitterness to it sometimes <laughs> but the problem for me david and, and i still have not figured out why uh water soluble drops i've tried those i didn't get much of an effect out of out of those and and same thing i haven't got much effect out of the uh thc strips i got some of those too and, yeah,
0: but I, I listened to your episode where you talked about your friend sending you
2: brownies. Yeah, exactly. I believe it was. yeah. And, and nothing. <laughs> not, nothing. So, so the one I'm excited about, and I don't know if you've heard about it. Have you heard about Juana's quick gummies that are coming out? No. Mm. So why, why I'm uh, not a fan of uh, people using edibles and not being able to dose themselves properly is because of that transformation of THC. When, that li- when the liver turns it from delta-9 into 11-hydroxy, makes it six times more powerful and way more unpredictable. That's why so many people have issues with edibles, because they can't control it well enough. Even, even if you think you figured out your dosage and you've ate something different that day, you, your digestion is different, so you're not getting the same high as, as you did before. Here's what they're doing with one a quick. The THC is remaining at Delta-9. It's not going through your liver. The onset with these suckers is going to be in about 15 minutes. What they've done, and, and I'll give you the phrasing that they are used, because, of course, it's always... The, the problem with edibles, of course, and cannabis in our bodies is bioavailability, right? We need to be able to absorb as much of it as we can. And because our bodies are water and cannabis is generally fat, they don't mix well together. So that's the problem is trying to find that way, and it looks like they figured it out. So they're calling their their technology time, thermodynamic individual molecular encapsulation. Hmm. Now, that's not some. Say that five times fast. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say it once. (laughs) And here's what it means, because the issue is trying to mix the uh, cannabinoids, the fat, and the water in our bodies. They have encapsulated each cannabinoid in a thin water soluble layer, and Hmm. by so doing. It remains at Delta 9. You absorb it as you're drinking it. And in addition to that, they're including terpenes. They're including a wealth of terpenes in what they're doing for that. So you're getting more of the entourage effect at Delta 9 in a gummy with 15 minute onset. That's exciting.
0: That's fascinating. When, when is that going to be available?
2: They're supposed to hit the uh, BC market in mid-March. So um, I've already got my order, and uh, Tarek already knows that as soon as some of those come in, <laughs> some of them are going into my pocket, and that <laughs> night I'm going home, and we're going to see what the dosage works. <laughs> well,
0: I hope they work for you. Because that so you is... get I some mean, of that
2: edible experience. Well, but here's the trick, David. And In fact, it's their line. So here's the last line of, of their, their promo. So one of quick gummies are the first fast acting act- edible to produce a lighter, shorter, more cerebral smokers high. Huh. It doesn't go into 11 hydroxy so it's not that long, deep, dark edible high. It's a smokers high just as if you smoked a joint, but you've gotten it through an edible. I'm I'm really excited about that product. I think that's going to be really cool if it works. <laughs>
0: Let's uh, let's end about talking about what's to come. How do you envision the future of cannabis? I feel like you just touched on it a little bit there with the new technology that Wan is bringing to its gummies. What uh, what do you think we're gonna see?
2: Well, I think that's definitely part of it. It is, is trying to find because you know here here's a good example. I'm a 65 year old guy. I've been I was a smoker for 40 years. I quit that 11 years ago, but I still do smoke cannabis I smoke joints and I use my vaporizer I do a mix of both and it's I'm starting to feel it no I'm I'm starting to realize that there there may be a limit to how much of that I might be able to do and the fact that edibles have never given me a buzz like have never really worked for me so I'm desperate to find some other way that I can get the high I like that high that makes me go I love being stoned (laughs) <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. And if this gets me there from the technology perspective, I think everybody's going to be jumping all over this. I, I think we're going to have a just a plethora of, of stuff. And just as a bit of an aside, this is another difference between our two countries, the U.S. and Canada. This technology has come from the U.S. And of course, they're bringing it up here. Down in the U.S., their drinks, um, their gummies are called uh, pina colada, strawberry margarita, and peach bellini. In Canada, they're called Peach, strawberry, and pineapple. (laughs) Yes, you can't have the
0: association with alcohol and cannabis, right? Exactly. No association whatsoever.
2: (laughs) So, So that's one thing I'm looking forward to. The other thing that I really hope we see in the next two to five years in the cannabis industry is a continual reduction in price. We're starting to see that happen now. I mean, we've got down to $100 ounces and the concentrates are coming down there. Well, they're still pretty expensive. They're still, you know, most of them are $50, $70 for a gram. I'd like to see that come down. And I do honestly think that it's probably going to take that two to five years because I think what has to happen before we see a, a significant amount of that is we've got to level the playing field in terms of how many cannabis stores there are and, and how many are going to survive I know Alberta is saturated, oversaturated with cannabis stores right now. And and many are suggesting that they're not all going to survive. And we may be facing the same thing here in the Okanagan with how many have been licensed and and what our population is. Um, So that's, I think, an an area of the industry that I'm hoping will rectify itself over time, that the the playing field will figure itself out and that once it does get settled out, people will be making a, a good living and and we'll be able to sustain a good living and therefore we'll have an opportunity to let's lower those prices down a little bit. We don't have to be making a, a fortune. We can make a moderate income in, instead of a fortune.
0: Gary, thanks so much for joining me. It's uh, just a pleasure to talk to you.
1: It was great to hear from Gary today.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: He helped me by David a gift one day.
0: What did you buy me? Your packs. Oh yeah. That was a good gift. I do enjoy the packs. More the more that I use it, the more I like it.
1: Yeah. You he helped me get that. Make sure you were well taken care of.
0: You can find Gary at the Kelowna Spirit Leaf. And he can help you get a gift for your loved one too.
1: Or for yourself. <laughs> That's <laughs> much more fun. <laughs>
0: Jenny, thanks for joining me.
1: As always, it's been delightful.
0: Though the drinks may not have been as delightful as the conversation.
1: I mean, I'll probably go have some tea or something now to reset the palate, but uh, hopefully the effect will continue to be pleasant.
0: I think I'm going to smoke a joint to get the taste of the drinks (laughs) out of my mouth. (laughs) And we'd love if you gave a visit to our website, theounce.ca. You can find us the old way too, okanaganzee.com. You can find us on social media at okanaganzee. See you next time. Bye. What did you think? You had a chance to view it? Me? Yeah, there's no one else in the room. <laughs>